You're listening to the Next Exec Podcast Series with Executive Women's Forum. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Next Exec podcast presented by the Executive Women's Forum. On Next Exec, we discuss a variety of topics related to cybersecurity and women in technology. Next Exec's Wise Women series features interviews between EWF's rising leaders and accomplished executives in information security, risk management, and privacy. My name is Jillian, and I'm a software developer at a large insurance and financial services company. Today, I'm at the EWF National Conference, and I have the honor of interviewing Michelle Pitzenberger, the Director of Continuity and Crisis Management at the same company. So my goal for today's episode is really to learn about Michelle's career journey and get her advice for millennial women like myself and a lot of our listeners on how we can best navigate our careers as we're just starting them out. So, Michelle, um, thank you for being here today. It's really an honor to speak with you. Um, What do you do as the Director of Continuity and Crisis Management? Thank you, Jillian, and thank you for having me. I'm really honored that you asked me to be here and and have something that you (laughs) want to learn from me. Uh, So Continuity and Crisis Management at its core is really uh, to help our company understand how do we continue to do business in the event of any unplanned, unforeseen crisis. And this extends both to our associates and and how do they continue to do work and our our information systems. So our applications that are critical to the function of the company, how do we continue to keep the information systems up and running in, in the breadth of a crisis. Um, And so in addition to that, um, I do have um, a part of my team that does um, IT security uh, training for all of our associates and helps the the enterprise understand best security behaviors. And so they they work together um, and, and find synergies between the two groups, but it's an amazing organization to be a part of. That's very cool. And being an associate at the same company, I've been um, involved in those education and training programs for security. And it's been like a really good opportunity for us to kind of learn about how we can protect our network, protect our company um, and things that we're doing every day in the workplace. Yep. So now that we know about what you do now in your current role, I think it's really interesting just to learn um, how people got to where they are today. (laughs) Yeah. So how did you get into the cybersecurity and information risk management field? Well, (laughs) I kind of stumbled into it. And as I've been at the national conference over these past couple days, I'm finding a lot of women have that similar type of story that they they didn't really go to school or have this strong desire to move into this field, but it was it was almost thrust upon them or they 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 found a way kind of sideways into it. And that's that's a little bit how it worked for me. It was a little bit over uh, 12 years ago when uh, the National Association of Insurance Commissioners uh, adopted some Sarbanes-Oxley type of controls for the PNC private insurance um, environment. And our organization um, at the company, it's called Information Risk Management, they needed someone who could work with a large portfolio of applications to educate, audit, and ensure that those controls were in place and able to be evidenced. I just happened at the time to be working in um, this kind of shared internet, intranet team, and, and I was very familiar with the PNC business model 
and the applications. And so I was asked if I could take on the work. Um, I had amazing relationships with a lot of the people in those um, in those roles. And so um, I found during definitely during those those first few years that I had a knack for understanding IT risk management. It was something that was really cool, and um, and I enjoyed learning about how it impacted our company. That's really cool how you kind of like stumbled upon it in an unexpected way. Yeah. Um, and I totally echo like what you said about how a lot of women at the conference have been saying the same thing about yep. their career journeys. Um, so speaking of career journeys, what are you most proud of to date in your career? Oh, that's a tough one. I would have to say it's it's really the journey itself. Um, it has been very convoluted and haphazard, not going in a straight line by any means. Um, but it's been an amazing and fun ride. I've had 12 jobs in 23 years. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and each role has just provided unique learnings and opportunities to grow my experience and especially the network that I have. I, I feel that the company we work for is even though it's 35,000 plus associates, it's a small family. Um, but I would say upon reflection, I am very happy that I started at our company on our business side. Um, I was a call center representative for our PNC claims organization. And um, the time that I spent there really helped to shape my empathetic mindset. Um, and it gave me a real appreciation of why our company exists. And I believe um, many associates who earn their IT degrees are anxious to begin their careers in IT, and they miss this opportunity to truly understand why they do the work that they do. I think that's so important, just always remembering like the root reason of why you're working for the company you yeah. are, like keeping that root cause like front of mind and also like your customers, like we talked about in the discussion this morning yeah. um, at the conference. So I think that's great. So a couple things that you talked about that I find really fascinating. Um, so one is you mentioned that you had so many different roles um, during your career at the current company that you work for. So yeah. <laughs> how did maybe one of those roles that wasn't in IT or information security really prepare you for the current role that you have today? And what skills did you take from that into your current role? Um, above all things, I think that what I've learned um, through the the, um, the long journey, it feels so long now, um, from back in those early days, is, is understanding your self-awareness and building soft skills. Um, all the way back to those those early days in the call center when I, when I emphasized helping to shape that empathetic mindset, continuing to... Um, feed that and grow it everything from that point forward has um, I take what I've learned in, in previous roles and bring it into that next role and that is one thing that has served me so well and, and has helped to make me as successful as I am in the role that I am now because being a leader of people it doesn't matter I mean I love my job but I could do what I do in any of the different um organizations and teams within our company. I don't have to be in information risk management. I think that I, I could pick up and move um, because I truly am a people leader. I'm not, I don't think of myself as an IT security or an IT risk management guru. I'm, I'm a guru of people. I think that's great yeah. and how you really say that you're a leader of people no matter what you're doing because yeah. that gives you that purpose um, no matter what role you have at the company. Yep. Um, 
Another thing that you talked about is that you've been at your company for 23 years. Yes. And I think that's really fascinating because um, there's kind of this stereotype with my generation that we like to change jobs very frequently and things like that. So I know how great our company is and why people end up staying for so long, but why did you choose to stay? So what I think is interesting is is it almost feels like a bit of a mis- misnomer now. It's been going around so long that, you know, the younger generation, the millennials, like to change jobs so frequently. Mm-hmm. It isn't any different from my generation. I'm Gen y, Gen y, Gen X. I can't remember what I am. I know it's one of the Gens now. Um, but that's that's the same thing I did is I changed jobs every two, a minimum two years. Sometimes it's been 18 months in a row and I'm like, let's, let's do something different to, um, you know, three years, every two to three years, I have to be doing something new. I'm just fortunate. You and I are just fortunate to work in such a large company where you can do that kind of switching. I probably would have left our company if they didn't have as much opportunity as they have for us. So really the opportunities of the large company that you work for yeah. is what kept you for so it long. It is what has kept me and the amazing culture that we have, that it's caring and nurturing. That's great. Yeah. Um, so then kind of turning a little bit, what has been the biggest challenge that you've encountered in, in your career and how did you overcome it? Oh, that's a great question. Um, is my, when I think about this, it, it truly is the, f- the first thing that comes to mind is just having confidence in myself. It wasn't any one role or any one experience that was a challenge for me, but I just struggle um, quite a bit actually with, with self-confidence. I fall victim to the imposter syndrome, which I know a lot of women do, um, and worry that I may not be enough for what uh, my role needs or what my team needs. Um, I want to take on new challenges and opportunities, but sometimes I hesitate to ask or propose them because I think my boss or my peers won't think I'm ready or can do it. Even though I know that I can, it's yeah. just it's just a, a something I struggle with. The good news is that um, I am aware of it and, I, and my inner monologue is diligent in quickly finding counter arguments for building my confidence. And I would say I also get a lot of support and energy by talking with my support group. Um, I believe everybody mm-hmm. should have their own support, support group to help me maybe validate my my self-confidence. That's great. So really building that circle, your inner circle, that support to kind of help push you forward. Um, I really like that. Um, So what advice do you have for someone my age for beginning to navigate their career? Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, Actually, a great question, because it's something that I, I can't speak enough about. And that is network, 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 network. You need to surround yourself with that support team. You need cheerleaders, you need therapists, your friends, people that are going to listen without any judgment. When you need to vent, they'll help you find the best next move while ensuring um, that you are keeping your eye on the journey ahead of you. The support that you can surround yourself will help you be successful in the future. Thank you for that advice. I think it's really great. Um, You're welcome. It's always... (laughs) Um, it's always good to get advice from people I think that have been in our shoes. They've experienced these things and they understand the industry so much better than us because they've been in it for longer and have those experiences. So it's always good to get that kind of advice. I um, appreciate that. And, yeah. and I wish that I would have, when I was your age working at our company, that just didn't have that type of culture yet of like okay. this mentorship and networking and seeking out others and asking them, how will I be successful in the future? Mm-hmm. So you're very fortunate yeah. to, to have this opportunity mm-hmm. 
So how do you go about building that circle and maybe more specifically, how do you go about getting a mentor? Because we hear that it's so important for developing our careers. Yeah, it, it takes um, it takes some, a little bit of confidence in okay. reaching out and, and asking people, observing those that you respect um, and you see behaviors that you want to mimic and you feel like, oh, if I could just talk to that person for 30 minutes, I think I could learn a lot from them. And and, and taking the initiative to just reach out and ask. Everybody um, that I've sought out to ask, to seek advice from, when you come at it in a way that I'm going to learn from you, most people are always like, how can I help? Let me find time. Let's talk. Sure. Um, and and I, I return the favor to anybody that seeks my counsel. People maybe I don't even know, but somebody has said, hey, you should talk to Michelle. You just have to take the time to, to, to talk and, and to seek them out. Okay. So really just being observant and finding those people that you really respect and are doing great things that you like and want to learn about and then taking that first step and having the confidence just to reach out because they'll be open to it. Yep. That's great. So um, you talked a lot about how um, you love being a people leader. So would you say that's your favorite thing about your job or what are some other things you really enjoy about it? Yes. Uh, Being a people leader is the the best job I've ever had. I think I've found my calling. Everything about it is something that I enjoy. I approach each day as a, another opportunity to make a difference in someone else's world. Um, and I have to keep a, a lookout on where that opportunity presents itself sometimes, mm-hmm. but, um, it's in the day-to-day work and sometimes it's running into, um, you know, just coworkers and asking them how they're doing, you know, um, sometimes it's making eye contact with somebody on the street and smiling and saying hello. Again, those aren't people that work for me, but I'm a people person. And so continuing to foster what makes me a good people leader is reaching out and trying to connect with other people. Um, so I, I believe it's my first job and, um, and it, it's my immediate focus. I, I just, like I said earlier, I just happen to be a people leader in, in risk management. Yeah. And I think that's great. It's those little things of like leading people or smiling and saying hi that really can turn someone's day around. It's, um, yep. So I think that's wonderful. Um, so now we've talked a lot about your career, how you got to where you are, what mm-hmm. you do in your current role. Um, so let's go a little bit beyond things outside of your day-to-day job. Okay. Um, so so what involvement do you have within the IT community um, outside of your company? Sure. Um, I, ha- I, I connect with a few groups in our local community um, that I'm involved with. So you and I both are based in Columbus, Ohio. I'm the vice president of our local ISACA chapter. Um, ISACA is um, the founding authority for many um, IT audit and some risk management certifications. Um, and it's an international organization. I've had a lot of... Um, um, success working with that chapter and keeping a network, um, a local network, mm-hmm. um, alive and well. I can I stayed connected with them when I actually left the risk management industry to keep connections there because it's again an area that I jo- enjoyed. That's great. Yeah, I also work with uh, Ohio Cyber Women. It's an organization focusing on creating positive, engaging messaging for women in cybersecurity for middle and high school aged girls. Um, helping them to to build excitement around moving into this industry at a young age. 
I'm also um, one of the founding members of Empower Women of InfoSec, uh, which we created to celebrate the amazing local talent of women in the Columbus area uh, who work in IT risk management, cyber, and privacy. Um, as part of that organization, we're going to be creating scholarship funds to help women attain education to move in these fields. So we've got the, the group that I'm a part of for the, for the younger generation to help them get, gain interest into this field, and then we're part, we also have this other group to help women who may not yet be into this industry but have a desire to move into the industry or move up in the industry but maybe don't have the resources available to them to get the education to do that. I think that's great and really important to focus on getting women into this industry because maybe sometimes it seems a little bit scary because it is such a male dominant field Mm -hmm. Um, and I really resonate with you with what you talked about about reaching out to middle school and high school girls and getting them interested in cybersecurity. Um, I've done a few different programs teaching um, those same age groups about technology and application development and what we actually do in our day-to-day job. Like we're not just sitting there at a computer. So I think it's really important to share what it's really like to work in IT um, with the younger upcoming generations to build those future leaders. I agree. Um, So my next question is, how do you balance your work and all these additional organizations you're a part of with your life? Yeah, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if it's ever um, truly a balance. Um, I wouldn't do it without my own team of what I referenced earlier, the cheerleaders, mm-hmm. the therapists, the friends. Um, I'd have no shot of figuring this out if I didn't have um, a great support group around me. So like I said, I don't think the scales are ever truly balanced. I have to give more one day to something than I rely on my team to help me out with something with with you know what else is going on so the scales aren't falling over um i have two children um and i'm married so sometimes i like to say i have three children um (laughs) (laughs) one just happens to be you know 40 years old but uh, he's great so when i have um you know commitments outside of work to some of the organizations i was telling you about he takes care of the kids while i'm doing something at night and and it's great that's awesome and i think it keeps along with that theme you talked about of having that circle of your people and how you're able to use those to help you balance all of that. So that's wonderful. I remember um, when I was very early in in my first pregnancy, you know, you get advice left and right. But, you know, one that you've all you hear about is, you know, oh, it takes a village to raise a child. And you don't realize that that's truly the case until you have this child and people are helping you. Well, it takes a village for a woman to um, have a successful career and, and, and rely on that village, that that support system. I love the way you just put that. Thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. Um, So my last question, but certainly not least, is what is your biggest piece of advice for a woman in a predominantly male industry? Well, I know um, it's hard for us to always accept this advice, but you have got to believe in yourself. You have got to have that confidence. You belong here and you deserve to be here and and go out and do great things because it will happen persevere. You belong here. I love that because we do have the skills to do these jobs. We just need to have the confidence like you talked about. Um, So I think that's a great piece of lasting advice for this episode. Um, Thank you so much for meeting with me. Um, Thank you, Jillian. Yeah, it's been very insightful and I've learned a lot and um, I think we can all learn from each other's perspectives because we all have different ones and all have different journeys to share. Um, So it's been great talking to you and I'm sure um, all of the listeners have also gotten so much out of it like I have. Thanks.